Hello and welcome back to Lean Agile Escalator, a podcast of stories and tips to help you bring your Lean Agile leadership to the next level. My name is Jorge Tavares, I'm your host and coach, and the topic for today's episode is the Lean Startup. Gary was recently appointed as VP of Innovation. He had an extensive background in product development. One of the first challenges offered to him by Jeremy, his boss and CIO, was to make the company agile, but something about this was not sitting well with Gary. Jeremy is really motivated by success stories he's heard in agile transformations with similar companies, Gary shared. He's definitely open to new ways of working, and he's pushing for it. He's asked me a few times, how fast can I do it? But I know him well enough to see he's not asking the right question or does not have the right expectation. Why do you say that, I ask? Well, for starters, he needs to be in it as much as anyone else who will be part of the change. And he needs to be the influencer with his peers, showing them how it's done, he replied. Also, I suspect our level C suite will expect us to have a thorough plan with cost, milestones, ROI analysis, etc. But isn't Agile supposed to eliminate the need for all that? Is it not about experimentation and learning versus following process and producing massive documentations? He said puzzled. Gary, have you talked about these thoughts with Jeremy or anyone else? Have you started setting expectations with anyone? Oh, I would love to, but if I'm perfectly honest, I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's forget about all things Agile for a moment, I offered. And let's instead think startup. What does a startup do and how do they do it? Well, they're trying to create innovative products or services with high amounts of uncertainty, very limited resources, and insane long hours for quick time to market. Wow, sounds like you have been part of one, Gary. You're right about it. Uncertainty, limited resources, and quick delivery. Does that sound anything like what you and Jeremy are undertaking? You bet. But aren't startups supposed to produce massive business cases and even working prototypes before getting investors buy-in? Some of them still do, Gary. Some others have learned and adopted the lean startup approach. The principles behind it propose the creation of sustainable business based on continuous creation, learning, and measuring, as described in the book written by Eric Ries, The Lean Startup. By creating a hypothesis of the value or outcome expected, taking an economic view, of course, and determining the metrics to measure success, you could steer your startup in the right direction quicker. Okay, but what will the product of our startup be? Oh, Gary, that's the easy part. It should be your company's offering, either existing products or ones yet to be developed. However, you should start with the most profitable one or the one with the highest value to your customers. Oh, I see. The light bulb went on. So you're saying we could take one of our top products from our different lines of business and put them in a sort of incubator where the team responsible is trained on this lean startup concept and their main focus is to do rapid experimentation, right? Precisely. And while there are a few more considerations to it, Gary, you got it, I confirmed. After Gary's epiphany on the startup approach, he drove the conversation, brainstorming about their products, key players in the organization, and improvements, things that he was all too familiar with. 
After a conversation, he had a plan of attack formulated with five steps. Number one, validate understanding of strategic priorities, present and upcoming ones. Number two, identify the top five money makers or highest value products and prioritize them from lowest investment required to the highest. Number three, create a benefit hypothesis with a brief economic analysis and metrics based on leading indicators to evaluate it. Number four, build the startup team, including people from all levels in the organization. And number five, establish a team cadence, understanding key market dates and existing commitments. With this, Gary and Jeremy were able to get the level C executives excited about what they called the road to success in the market. And step one of that road to success was called accelerating innovation. They quickly landed on the top three offerings, estimated to require the least amount of effort and investment for experimentation. With the collaboration of different sales and operational areas, they formulated a value hypothesis, various key metrics to ground their learnings, and the tactics around team, cost, and cadence. And with that, they started building and training the team. Once they had a core set of cross-functional skills in their team, they started working on the top priority. In the first few weeks, they learned that there were existing bottlenecks and technical debt that needed to be dealt with minimally to build what they envisioned as their minimum viable product. So they quickly scaled it down to a product prototype in a way that they could still test key aspects of their hypothesis and obtain feedback from actual clients and maintain the ability to measure their learning. Up until that point, part of the team who were not new to the company struggled to adjust to the more uncertain and abstract way of working. The turning point was the first feedback loop. It made things more real for them and tangible. It helped them focus on a common goal. Based on their learnings, they moved to identify the required skills to deal with the blockers they encountered earlier. And they formed and kicked off a platform and support team. They have since completed their second MVP, obtained few more learnings through feedback loops from external and internal clients, and have recalibrated their hypotheses based on learnings and metrics. They continue to address technical debt incrementally, which not only allows them for quicker development, but also allows for scaling up the team when needed. While some executives were skeptical or cautious at first, they have now expressed to Gary how simple and valuable they find the learnings and the metrics when expressed from the customer's point of view. And they were amazed at how this information was obtained in such a short amount of time and with minimum investment. They are now more eager about what comes next and how to keep innovation growing the lean startup way. If you like this episode and would like to obtain some examples of the value hypothesis statements and metrics from this story, please send me an email and I will send you back a PDF. Before we go, I would like to acknowledge and express my gratitude to those who have taken the time to write us and give us feedback. Nick Antonelli, Evelina Nightingale, and Gary Wagner, thank you so much for your comments and input. It helps us become a better podcast for you, our listeners. Second, with the 2020 holiday season approaching quickly in this rather unique year full of challenges and learnings, 
I want to send you my best wishes for you and your family. I wish you a warm, safe, and fun holiday season and a 2021 full of growth and opportunities. And lastly, if you or someone you know have a story on enterprise-wide problems solved with a Lean Agile approach, please contact us. We would love to feature your story soon. You could find our email and other forms of communication on our website, www.exequorconsulting.com slash podcast. That is E-X-E-Q-U-O-R consulting.com. This was another episode of the Lean Agile Escalator, a podcast of stories and tips to help you bring your Lean Agile leadership to the next level. My name is Jorge Tavares. I'm your host and coach. Until next time.